0: That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. You're listening to Cutting the Curd, hosted by Ann Saxelby. You're listening to Cutting the Curd. Hosted by Ann Saxelby. You're listening to Cutting the Curd, hosted by Ann Saxelby, broadcast live to the cosmos on the Heritage Radio Network.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Cutting the Curd on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Ann Saxelby. And today I am joined by the lovely Betsy Devine and the lovely Katrina Vahedi. And we are going to be talking to you today about ricotta, specifically Salvatore ricotta, which Betsy has been making for the past how many years? Three years. Three years. Um, And it is an amazing cheese. And so we're going to talk to her a little bit about how she started her business and um, about the delicious cheese itself. But before we do that, because this is a cheese that does kind of inspire poetry and awe in many (laughs) of people or many a person who eats it, um, Katrina and I have taken the liberty during some slow time at the cheese shop today of composing some poems about the ricotta. (laughs) I've not heard it
2: yet. I asked them if it was dirty, and they didn't give me a straight answer. It's all about cheese.
1: (laughs) Well, buckle your seatbelt, lady, because... I'm ready. (laughs) Lay it out.
3: So there once was a Tuscan ricotta, and these ladies, they liked it a lot. They learned to make cheese that was sure to please. Try it smokier plain. You just gotta... (laughs) the first of many limericks and poems to come good work ladies
2: I'm glad to see uh, you know you're working hard we're selling cheese (laughs) and composing
1: poems we're earning our keep all at the same time no doubt well done Um, (laughs) so we're going to pepper the show with random poems um, both limericks and haikus because um, Katrina as a linguistics major before turning to cheese was mentioning that the haiku is actually not Even what
3: it's not truly syllabic; it's moraic. So explain that. um,
2: You lost me at like.
1: (laughs) I lost you at syllabic. (laughs) 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 Um,
3: There's a smaller piece, a smaller rhythmic piece than a syllable, and that's a mora. So you can have small syllables or larger syllables, and um, the size is based on how many mora they contain. So in a true haiku, you count the mora, not the syllable. So you might. We always think of a haiku as being five, seven, five syllables, but it could actually be like four seven f- five or three seven five depending on the size of those syllables and their components wow. so these are not true moraic haiku they are just syllabic haiku which will be more familiar to us as english speakers
2: do you have some like linguistics professor that's going to call
1: in and, and yell god at i you? hope
3: not <laughs> <laughs> i didn't pass out the number so
1: that was not a true mora <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: uh, uh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll see
1: um well so tell us a little bit about betsy how um how you came well actually let's talk a little bit about your culinary background first of all are you italian
2: um there's a little italian in me i i I don't think there's as much as i i would like there to be but (laughs) what 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 there is uh, i embrace i'm mostly like from the land of the limericks um ah, so this is quite fitting then exactly
3: good so, yes we didn't even know i didn't know <laughs> <laughs>
1: we should think about that with all of our guests in yeah. the future where are they from what kind of poetry can we uh compose,
2: compose for them a right right i think that's gonna <laughs> yeah. be, uh, like I, might be a second career for you guys
1: <laughs> all right so you're mildly italian um but you're you're highly steeped in italian cooking
2: um yeah i think well i know Um, before I started this project, I was in in the cooking world, and, um, it wasn't necessarily geared towards Italian, um, uh, but, you know, once one is cooking, there's, there's a lot of Italian influences, Mm. uh, French, you know, all over the world, but that's kind of my background, and that's where this project was born out of, just, I think, it could have happened anyways, but, um... When you're a cook and you try something, your next step is to try to replicate it. And that's what happened with with the cheese. I tried it um, at Salvatore's in Ateca, which we can talk about later, in Italy. And we got back home. I couldn't find it on the market. I tried to, my next step was like, well, maybe I can make it.
1: Yeah.
2: And um, we did it at our house. And it turned out pretty well. We liked it.
1: Well, so that's interesting. So you didn't start off with the notion of wanting to become a cheesemaker. You went and visited Italy and met this crazy, crazy cat named Salvatore, and he right. kind of inspired you guys. Yeah. Um, Had you ever thought about making cheese before at all? Not or? at
2: all. Not at all. I mean, I yeah. This whole like cheesemaker thing, yeah. I feel like it's not even fitting. Like I don't I, like I don't. I don't know that that I am that. I feel like I'm just kind of following something that I really like and um I don't know. Like we didn't we didn't expect it at all. It, it fell on our laps and and here we are. That's the
1: best thing. I always <laughs> say that too. If somebody would have told me when I was 18 that I was going to like se- or spend the rest of my life selling cheese, I would have been like Get the fuck out! Like no way. <laughs> 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 totally. yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird. I mean,
2: that's how, that's life. That's you how never it happens. know. You
3: never know what's gonna do.
2: Yeah, you wake up and you are mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, how did I get here? So, how
3: did you find this guy Salvatore in the first place?
2: Um, well, we the short story is uh, my wife Rachel, who may join us in a minute, is like fabulous, and one of her greatest charms is like she can chat up anything it's true including (laughs) she might kill me for saying this like a wall (laughs) um (laughs) and she she we went into this enateca she met the owner and just kind of hit hit it off with him and the owner was salvatore and, and where
1: was this inoteca?
2: In San Gimignano, inoteca beautiful is just, town.
3: Is that a, just a restaurant or a bistro or what? It's uh,
2: it's basically like the the towns are so cool because they combine the wine shop with the oh. like eatery, um, okay. and it's called the inoteca. Um, so yeah, he has this place, and actually, there's a little bit of a misconception with like our ricotta, like. People always think that Salvatore taught us to make it. And in fact, he kind of didn't. He, when we ate at his Anateca, he served us ricotta
0: that he didn't make.
2: But it just kind of, you know, it made an impression, obviously. But he also made an impression. This is why, like, we named the company after him, was, like, he was just and is the coolest guy and, like, just kind of embraces that. I don't know, lust for life. And Joie
1: de vivre. Exactly. Is, is there an, an, an Italian expression for <laughs> that? I was trying
2: that? to think of the Italian like, <laughs> translation, but... It
1: Mol- molto vivace.
2: Yeah, molto bene. <laughs> I don't know, but he's got it in like... Um, molto vivace. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and, you know, that's more than like this particular product that we're making, like in his name, like... We wanted to name our, our, our entire, like, concept over, about, or we wanted to name it for, like, that kind of idea.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. So what made Zenoteca so special? Like, when you walked in, what was it like?
2: He made it special. I mean, he's there every day of the year. we've been to his house subsequently like we've come to know him quite well and he lives in this like house that's like approximately like four thousand years old um and it's literally like medieval it's not it's like the coolest house i've ever seen but it's not like fancy for there it's like kind of just like this normal house um and he wakes up in the morning like says goodbye to his wife who's fantastic and his two kids he like plucks rosemary out of his yard and like time like brings that down to the shop and like just is there every day and serves these like it's simple food like you know you'd expect in italy but it's just like there's something about like him being there it's made from the heart um wow that is kind of like special
1: yeah yeah that reminds me of did you ever see the movie vitus no, anybody? Oh man, it's kind of a darky movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's,
4: good.
1: it's good. It's about this little. It's it's a it's um uh a movie um that came out a couple years ago, and it's in German. But it's about this little kid who's kind of this piano virtuoso genius, and um, you know, he's as a result of his talent, he's kind of a, a little asshole, and like no one really likes him that much, and yeah. so he you know, he has a hard time fitting in, but um the one person who really under- understands him is his grandpa, who's kind of this old kook and he, you know, wants to fly airplanes and like do all this crazy stuff. And um and he's like that. He like wanders through town and like picks flowers in people's front yards and like anyways, right. when you're talking about Salvatore picking the rosemary in time from yeah. his front yard, I was thinking about the scene in the movie. Um uh, Yeah.
2: No, I mean there's something so cool about it. And like I feel like I don't know. My experience has never really been like that growing up in like, I don't know. I don't, don't want to be as bold as to say America, but like at, whatever my experience was it's, it was, it's not that cool. It's like you go to the stop and shop or whatever. We don't have that
1: connection. No. Absolutely. No. Or that community, like the whole act of pulling something out of your front yard and then serving it to your townspeople or your, you know. Yeah,
3: everyone's going to say, oh, is that safe? Right, right so, like, right. that's the concern. Right. Or,
1: like, people be like, what the hell is that? Like, no one has rosemary in their front yard. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? There's,
3: there's a cheese in California, that Harley Farms goat cheese. Oh, with the have flowers you seen those? on it? Yeah, yeah, and they have these little beautiful edible flowers on top that come just from their garden. They're organic flowers from their garden. And as a retailer, it's really nice to have that kind of touch of home on the product that you're selling. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It really does make it kind of more, more intimate in a way, even well, though you're still buying a product
1: to eat it, but... Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, well I always like to say Salvatore is our most local cheese. We try to, to source the most local cheese possible. And I mean I live in Carroll Gardens on fourth place and, and you guys are just a couple blocks away and so I say, right. you know, right, right, <laughs> it's pretty <right>. local. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get much more local than that. <laughs> um Um so so Salvatore, so his way of, of life and, and running his business. Um has he been to see your operation here in New York yet?
2: He hasn't been here. We're trying to lure him over. I mean like he's the kind of guy that doesn't have a computer, like he awesome. is English is getting there. Um but Parliamo Italiano. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. Has he been like- to the
3: US before?
2: He... I don't think so. Okay. Like, definitely not to New York. We've talked about New York. And I don't think he's been to to the U.S. Wow. I could be wrong. Salvatore. Wow. if you're hear- hearing this, you can call in. Um, <laughs> like, no, never. No. <laughs> um, but we've been over there. Uh, we just got... We just went to a trip there in February. And uh, we had a great, great, great time. It had been, like, four years that had passed since we saw each other last and and in in those four years we kind of started this company and and although he has known all about it um, in the meantime it was really 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 cool to to get back over there and and touch base with him and um, did you bring him some cheese? Well, I didn't bring him some cheese. <gasps> I didn't. Because no. it was a long flight. Yeah. we would have had a fresh, a fresh <laughs> cheese. Yeah. Um, um, do
3: you stay in pretty constant touch? Like, how often do you talk to him?
2: Well, Rachel's the, my Italian is like, I have the hand motions, but that's about it. Um, Which
1: is so subtle and important. <laughs> I so mean, important. the Italian hand motions. It's funny. My boyfriend tells me he lived in Italy for a little while. And, you know, he would go, you know, if somebody pissed him off, he would go straight for, you know, flipping him the bird. And they're like, no, 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 no. They're like, there are four things that you do before you get to flipping them the (laughs) bird. Like, you know, the handshake, like the flip off the the bottom of the chin. Yep. Like, you know, the the fist shake or something, and then and you got to go in that order. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Um, Exactly. He
2: was telling me about this. Like, there's, um, okay, in that vein, if someone's kind of like jerking your chain, you you can do those four things, and then the next thing. Is you kind of like touch them and push them off, not like in an aggressive way, but the amount of pressure that you put on, like, determines, like, there's such a language in that. So, even beyond the like,
0: the you know, gesticulations, there's
2: like, uh, there's even further things that you can do. Like, space in, between in America, you. it's like, we're going to punch you yeah. or not. Yeah, but in Italy, you can maybe you can get a go little somewhere away with a little bit of
1: something. That's very funny. That's like the American handshake. You know, it's like yeah. the firm handshake. It's, it's like you know telling. somebody means business. It's very telling. Or you know, yeah, that's very <laughs> funny. Well, if I ever get into a bar fight in Italy, I'm going to remember that. Well,
2: I don't know if it works for like real like altercations, but if you're like you know just busting someone's chops, if you're having a spirited <laughs> yeah. discussion, exactly. Which yeah. so they do well over there. Oh, absolutely. Um, so yeah, Rachel talk like, Rachel just talked to him yesterday. We're trying to, he, um, on his, like, ridiculous, like, medieval, um, you know, estate, um, I would call, but they call it, like, their yard. He's, <laughs> uh, this, like, gorgeous, like, olive grove, and mm. he harvests them and makes olive oil for his Anateca. And we kind of roped him into, um, Producing and we're going to import it. So the oil, the oil.
1: Ooh, what exciting. could be, be What could make Salvatore Ricotta any better? Drizzled with Dude, and this delicious
2: oil? olive oil. It's ridiculous. This yeah. oil. Um, and he's so funny. Like we were like, all right, Salvatore. Like, what olives are here? Because you know Americans are like, what varietal is that and because I have no
1: idea what I'm talking about but if I say that then I'm going to intimidate you a little bit
2: Um, I'm sorry fellow Americans
1: Um, yeah me too me too
2: it's all a learning process it's a learning process Um, and I'm interested in that stuff too so that was one of the reasons I was asking too like what kind of trees are these la 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 and he's He's like like, old these are my olive (laughs) trees
3: (laughs) Salvatore (laughs) olives yeah like what kind of
2: you know what kind of olive oil is this he's like my olive oil That's it. Like, any conversation, period. And it works for me. I'm like, great. It tastes great. the Salvatore
1: great. <laughs> ricotta. the Salvatore
2: oil. Um, so, yeah, we're working out the logistics, which is great for many reasons, but it's also great because uh, we get to talk to them a lot, and, like, it's they're fabulous.
1: And stay nice. in touch. Well, um, we have to take a very, very quick break, and when we come back, we will uh, – I want to talk more about your trip and uh, what other things you brought back with you besides – an appending olive oil business. All right. Stay hey.
2: with us on cutting the curd. the <laughs> tu sei sempre mia, ciò che mi strugge non so io neppure cos'è,
0: ma non temere non sono geloso di te.
1: Welcome back to Cutting the Curd on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Ann Saxelby, and our show today has been produced and and engineered, no easy feat, by Nat Wiener. Um, So we are here today with uh, Betsy and Rachel Devine from Salvatore Ricotta, as well as Katrina Vahedi, who is co-hosting today. And um, we are starting each segment and maybe ending each segment with a poem that we've written today at the shop about salvatore ricotta ricotta. (laughs) yes um and and this ode is in the form of a limerick much like the first one so um i'm gonna give it a go there once was a man salvatore his cheese had a beautiful story (laughs) thanks to two girls from brooklyn who started a cooking his name now lives on in (laughs) glory so good
4: he'll be so honored
1: Can you translate that into Italian for yes, him? I'm totally
4: going to and make it Can translate it right now because I love when you speak Italian. <laughs> Just make no. it up.
1: Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> so Rachel is here with us, which is very fun. She she made it for the second half of the show. Um, when we left off, we were talking about your trip to Italy and um, how you were going to. Well, it's very interesting because Betsy was saying that more than the cheese itself, um, the reason that you named your company after um, this gentleman, Salvatore, was because, you know, you loved kind of his way of life and his way of, of being. And so it's very interesting that you're incorporating other aspects of his life and in the, in the, in now actually the land that he lives on, um, you know, into right. your business as well, through um, the olive oil.
2: Yeah, you know what? It's kind of like, um, I just thought of this, like, Like, terroir is, like, an expression of, like, the land... But it's weird, like we've taken that a step further, like to like an individual. I don't yeah. know what the word is for that, but like
1: Salvatore war, yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> manoir. Exactly. manoir,
2: yeah,
1: manoir doesn't um, have quite the same ring to right. it.
2: We'll work on it. We'll work on it. You guys are the the linguists, so uh, I'll put that in your court. Oh yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah but up soon. he's just such like a larger than life character. He kind of lends himself to kind of wanting to like be in his world. Of of you know of like food and wine and you know when you go to his house and he has these like beautiful like rolling hills of olives like you're just like oh my goodness I want to incorporate this somehow and you know it's and he's just a really great guy too so how old
1: is this Salvatore character? Mm.
4: What do you I would think? Say like early. 50s, 50s. I was gonna say forties. Oh. No, he's like fifties. I don't know.
1: Fifties, he but looks he's good, like though. he's living the life.
4: He's, oh yeah, and. Him and his wife are hysterical. Um, his wife is Stella, and she's the sassiest woman on the planet. Like, she just... Loves the sass. I know. She's, she's a like, sasser. Italian sass. And um, <laughs> she's, like, super sarcastic. She bro. Yeah. Like, she Ooh, just, nice. like, is... <laughs> oh, she's so much fun. And they're a good pair, because they, you know, they definitely, like, challenge each other, and yeah. they're just, like, a really, like, they're a great couple.
2: Um, Actually, when we were hanging out... Um, we had dinner and um they cooked like this amazing like tuscan feast um but just to get back to the two of them like we got we kind of got into an altercation with Salvatore about um
1: which is normal in italy oh, oh i
2: yeah. mean honestly the i art come of from argument. like a waspy like put it under the rug family
1: <laughs> <laughs> so just ignore
2: that. Like, yeah to go we to don't have italy, any I'm problems like, oh or any differences <laughs> <laughs> We're all the same we agree. <laughs> It's like an art. It's just so It's crazy. beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful, fun. but it took me a minute yeah. to like not have an anxiety attack over yeah, it. Like everyone's <laughs> screaming all the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um So you got into an altercation? Well,
2: we got Well, this is like an interesting topic I think about our our business and like maybe some bigger issues about you know tradition versus non tradition America versus versus most of the rest of the world like the way our recipe works with ricotta is not technically a ricotta like to be frank it's not like now ricotta why? ricotta like definition means recucked and mm. to so you're
3: making it with kind of the the remnants. It, not yeah. with whole milk we traditionally but like milk. traditionally
4: yeah. it's made it's a byproduct so you make one cheese and then what you have left over then you recook it and that's re- the ricotta but right. since we're starting with whole milk it's kind of like for for these italians that have been doing this for so many years it's like what you're doing a what that's not ricotta mm. like that's not our definition that we've had for you know Hundreds of and hundreds of years. And so that was definitely like a source of like, what the hell are you Brooklyn girls doing over there? It's
1: kind of, hey, you know, talk about Brooklyn, like, you know, birthplace of like red sauce cooking. You know, (laughs) Italian American food does not resemble, no, really, Mm. even in the slightest, (laughs) a real Italian cooking. I mean, no, it it doesn't. And so, yeah, but not not for better, sometimes (laughs) for worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not saying that your ricotta is like that because it's divine. No pun intended, but um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's a different thing. So you right. got into yeah, an altercation. We, we about got
4: them. into it. It was it yeah. was fun, but it was definitely there was a point in the argument, like this was like after like copious amounts of wine and like this huge steak and like all you know, it was like the at the end and there was definitely a point where like we weren't understanding each other. And it so. wasn't a language thing. It was like he, and he basically was like, well, why would you take, like, an expensive product, like whole milk? Sure. And, you know, it's like, it's silly. You could be making two cheeses out of that. Like, why wow. would you do why that? Make just interesting. One. Right, right.
1: Well, uh, that's so interesting, too, because I was thinking about, um, you know, uh, just the, the lifestyle that you were talking about, which drew you to this product in the first place and this guy. And, um, you know... That is also very different from what we all know growing up in the States, like right. having the family house, staying in the town where you're born, having the family land that has many different uses to like kind of provide different things for right. your own sustenance and right. maybe also a little bit to sell to other people and um and then the community that goes along with it for better or for worse you know right it, being part of this uh this small small town community and being tied to the place where you're from and so um yeah i guess when you grow up like that like those those rules and those that sense of tradition is so ingrained i mean
2: it's so ingrained and it's like so important too like obviously it's 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 almost been a means of survival and like the namesake of Salvatoria that we chose was to kind of tap into that But it's weird because there is this other side to what we're doing that is like so American. And so, like, that's where
3: you're coming from. Here's
2: this, like, you know, maybe this kind of peasant cheese. What would happen if we kind of elevated it to something that's richer and greater and more decadent? And like, that's kind of American if we're going to stereotype.
1: Sure. That's what um, a lot of
2: Americans are used to when they buy ricotta. They're often buying whole
3: they milk buy ricotta. They buy whole milk ricotta. Without ricotta. Right. even thinking about it. Right, right, right.
1: Yeah. And um, that's kind of, I feel like, just to interrupt for two quick mm. seconds, I mean, that's the beauty of, like, the sort of cheese, definitely the cheese revolution that's going on in this country. But also with beer and with wine, you yeah. know, people are breaking rules that have been established mm-hmm. for yeah. centuries mm. in Europe. And sometimes, you know, depending on what their motives are, it could turn out to be some sort of over-the-top kind of schlock or it could turn out to be something really pure and beautiful just a different combination of of elements
4: right yeah. Yeah. and we and we definitely got into that part of the discussion with Salvatore too and you know I'm in the wine business and there's so many examples but like one right in his backyard is this whole super Tuscan thing how sure you know people weren't really allowed to you know they had to work in these like very um restricting confines and they well, were like explain
2: those confines
4: well, I mean, basically, there there's this kind of regulating body, and they say, "Oh, you can only use this grape. You can't use this grape here." And they're talking about the Dop. Yeah, it, well, it's a DOCG. It's like the basically okay. the equivalent of that in, for wine. Okay, yeah,
1: it's four letters. It's even more serious. Yeah. Okay. So well, serious. there's also
4: there's a DOC and a DOCG, and that is like that's when like that's like guaranteed. That's what the G stands for. That
1: sounds like rapper upsmanship. <laughs> totally. Um, it's like
4: G <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so basically, there are these producers um, that were like, you know what? We're going to make amazing wine and we're going to do whatever the hell we want. And, you know, now it's like e- Super Tuscan is a name that like everyone's heard now. And these wines have really become, you know, kind of this example of like, you know what? We appreciate this tradition. You guys have that that's great we're gonna do what we want to do the and, rebels. yeah and and it's worked out really well for them i mean the name super tuscan like it it, it almost is like you know people are like whoa super tuscan and you know it's it's really um it's just you know one of the examples there's so many examples of how right. that's
2: it, it comes up so much in food it comes up in all areas of life but food and wine like can you call any cheese that resembles parmesan parmesan can you call any champagne that resembles champagne champagne no you can't yeah. you know like it's like it's these weird boundaries that have been around for so long and these uh, rules and regulations and and many of them have been set up to like guarantee survival for communities but in in i don't know it's it's interesting to push push those those lines back or or not i mean whatever you want Personally, I think it's interesting to kind of mess with it and see what happens.
1: Absolutely. So, where do you think the, um, I mean, where for you guys, where does the, I don't know, I mean, because you've taken ricotta and you've made it Salvatore, which is something different from, you know, from your average ricotta. Um, I I definitely, I don't know, is your ricotta the the super Tuscan of of (laughs) cheese? I don't know.
2: I mean, in a way, maybe not because we're not...
1: Okay, you know... You're not in Italy. <laughs> we're so not, yeah, we're way. not
2: in Italy, but in the sense of, like, are we basically kind of taking something and running with it? Yes. And and that is true. Um like, even, okay, the the cheese is really, like, dense and creamy, and, like, that's because, like, I hang it for a really long time, but, like, normally ricotta is not hung that long. I just hang it that long because I like
4: it. So it's but further like, removed yeah. from the original product.
1: Right, so. Which, and so that's very interesting. So that kind of brings it full circle because artisans in general, especially cheesemakers throughout the ages, you know, there were tons of producers of you know, Tom de Savoie. There were tons of producers of Fontina. There were tons of producers of you name any, you know, artisan cheese from Europe. And in the, you know, those cheeses were all generally similar because of the region that they were produced in because of the climactic conditions, because of the animals, um, because of, you know, the, the seasonality and the tradition there. But each cheesemaker had his or her own stamp you know that would right. make their product slightly different from everybody else's yeah, because right. it was almost it's a matter of pride for the cheesemaker but it's all and and, and you know it's a, a, almost a measure of insurance that your cheese is going to be something something very different something yeah. very special right so in a way you know that's kind of what you guys are doing you're mm-hmm. just taking this this yeah. this product but Doing it your own way so yeah, that it is it's recognizable like, right. from it's every like, other ricotta. And
4: I think that it's kind of like our interpretation, too, which is another way of looking at it. It's like we totally appreciate and love ricotta. And this is how, yeah, this is how we like it. And this is our interpretation of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you have now, you've got the plane, which you've had for, since the very get-go. You have the smoky, mm-hmm. which is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, that Is, has is it m- time
3: for a haiku? I think it's time (laughs) for for haiku about smoky ricotta. ricotta? I think it's time for haiku
1: about smoky ricotta. So we often often describe the smoky
3: ricotta as tasting kind of like toasted marshmallows Mm. without all the extra sugar because it's like sweet and creamy and a little bit toasty and kind of like a campfire. Um, Toasty marshmallow. I think this is going to be the dirty one. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the light of day. You complete my mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bravo!
2: Yeah, our ode to Ricotta. Bravo! I don't know if I'm it so was impressed. dirty,
1: but it was definitely sensual. Yeah, was well, very, and the voice—I like, I like a little, how you read like, that.
2: Stirring <laughs> in my hard like something. I don't
4: know. Yeah. I
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> Katrina had Smoky Ricotta for breakfast this morning. <laughs> yeah. Let it be known. It was, All it was right,
4: good. it completed my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> it's really, <laughs> really good with smoked salmon too, like <gasps> on a bagel.
1: Oh, oh my god, it's true. It was great with blueberries today. Yeah. Yes. Or bourbon. I had it with bourbon this <laughs> this afternoon, actually, hey. and that was really good. And yeah, I know it was part of a tasting. It okay. was a you know it was for work. Yeah, <clears throat> strictly business in quotation marks. Um, but so we I I think we just have a minute or so left. But so what is what's next for for Salvatore? Um, so what's next is um we're
2: we're gonna take on the behemoth that is uh, mozzarella. Um, so it's to be determined whether we're gonna maybe tweak it a little bit but i think our goal is just to make a great great mozzarella that's made from curds to the whole pulling process which is kind of rare here it's usually americans kind of like buy the curd from somewhere else from polio (laughs) that's a huge producer literally like you know that's one of the biggest ones so our goal is to like make the curd. Yeah. Maybe even sell the curd. But also Smart. pull it. Yeah. Um yeah. That's 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 the next project. So All
1: all in Brooklyn. Keeping it real. Keeping it real.
2: I mean I love, I love, love, love the Ameri- American Italian American shops that still exist but are dying out that do the the fresh ricotta do the the pulling of the mozzarella and then you know in queens and in brooklyn and i think that's so cool and if we can contribute to that kind of tradition we'd be psyched
1: it should become reintroduced as as part of our sort of yeah cheese cheese vernacular to be be able to get that stuff made you know, right in your neighborhood. Yeah,
3: and then eat it same day. I mean, that's yeah. how it Yeah, because that's the
1: name of the game with this stuff.
2: It's like, the fresher it is, the better. And 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 if it's made here, we're happy to yeah. support it. I read an
3: article it. a little while ago that was comparing refrigerated mozzarella with mozzarella that hadn't been refrigerated. Yeah. And there was actually a big difference. It's a Night huge difference. Even totally. if they're both made in the same day, yeah. if you put one in the fridge it and take it It kind of seizes up and
4: yeah, yeah. it's not the same. The texture of
3: the proteins... That- it's
2: yeah. a little tense it's, it's like <laughs> a t- t- i'd make get a- tense if i got put into a
1: refrigerator yeah. i know <laughs> yeah it's it, it would not be pleasant at all um well so maybe we can have our first uh tasting of salvatore well. mozzarella uh <laughs> on you know in the studio here at the heritage radio network you, be, good. you will be
2: our first stop miss anne saxley awesome <laughs> well,
1: well, thank you guys so much for coming out to do the show. And now we're going to go in and eat some pizza with mozzarella on yeah. top. So <laughs> excited. And uh, we will catch you guys next week right. on Cutting Th- the Curd. Thanks, on thanks the for having us, guys. Thank, thank you. So thanks.
4: <laughs>